Hey, Drinkcast listeners, before we get to the show, we wanted to tell you real quick about an event we have coming up in a couple weeks. We will be doing a live show at Empirical Brewery on Foster on Sunday, November 13th at 11 a.m. And we really hope you can make it out. Join us, drink some beer, etc. That's Empirical Brewery. Exploring the science of beer. Visit them at www.empiricalbrewery.com. That sounds great. Shitty poor, though. It's okay, Julie. We can't win them all. Well, it's hard to do when I only have the two hands. <laughs> do you sometimes have a third? <laughs> Growlers are really heavy when they're full. So when it gets lighter, it won't be so hard. I just have to have somewhere to set it down, like my meaty thews. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just occurred to me that in the last episode we never said what we were drinking. Oh, I guess we did at the beginning. Oh yeah, we talked about we talked about the Miller Lite. Oh, that's a good sound though. Yeah, it's a really good sound. Um, this time it's Comet Smasher from Empirical, exploring uh, the science of beer. Uh, you guys, they gave us a discount. <laughs> yeah, moving on up. They gave us a, a over ten percent discount. Uh, and now. Back to your regularly scheduled opening bit. So, Julie, mm-hmm. um, what is a gut punch? Give me some examples of a gut punch. Well, sometimes you're watching, like, a movie that you loved when you were a kid. Like, for instance, say that that film is Monster Squad. <laughs> and say that you used to watch that movie probably at least two or three times a week with a good friend, and you could probably quote everything about it. But then when you watch it as an adult, you forget that they use words like homo. That was a gut punch. All right. <laughs> what else is a gut punch? Um, another gut punch. Let's see. Oh, uh, anybody would vote for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what is another gut punch? Um, another gut punch is when you just, you know, kind of suggest to your husband that maybe you guys should use the slow cooker to make dinner so that you don't really have to cook. You just have to prepare. And he goes, well, fine, then do it. That was kind of a gut punch. OK. <laughs> All right. Um, can you think of any other examples of a gut punch? I actually have one more. What is it? And that is actually getting punched in the gut by a man that looks like your husband, but isn't your husband, and is played to perfection by Tobias Menesmanis. Yeah, that is a real gut punch. A real gut punch. <laughs> Both a real and a real <laughs> gut punch. Mm-hmm. Um, dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to Podland and Drunkcast and Outland Podcast. I am Allison Shoemaker. I'm Julie Starbird. That's Janine. And we have with us once again Amelia Bazell. Say hi, Amelia. Hi, Amelia. Oh, yes. yes, Right. Got the jokes. We got the jokes. We got so many jokes. (laughs) And we're eating. What the hell are we eating? We're eating babka. We're eating Mm -hmm. babka that she baked. It's delicious. Uh, it's like it's like guacamole, but with chocolate and not anything like guacamole. But it's, but it's like spiritual guacamole. I come on, you I know, know, I know what I'm saying. I know what you mean. It's a it's a comfort food. It's mm. comfort food. Um, do we do we need some more guacamole? Amelia hasn't gotten to that episode yet. That's waiting for you in season I two. Wait, so they go to Mexico? Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, no. We were we were doing a. 
a season wrap-up episode. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, we got to talking about, or maybe it was the finale. We were talking about the finale. I think it was the finale. We were talking about some 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 stuff that Sad. was both real and real. Mm. And um, I cried. Julie got a little dusty, and then and then no, Janine, I, I fucking cried. In his infinite <laughs> wisdom, said, "Do we need some more guacamole?" And it was oh, wonderful. It's the sweetest. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm eating Bobco right now. I shouldn't do that. Because food does that for me. It helps out. Mm-hmm. Just the memory. Mm-hmm. And I loved her well. Oh. No. <laughs> we don't have any hot molly. <laughs> that's, that's Julie's taking the pot. <laughs> Guaranteed to stop the Except podcast. Except instead cold. of laughing, I cry. Uh, it's all right. What, it, sometimes in life. We cry. If we don't, if we don't laugh, we cry, and if we don't cry, we. No, that means nothing. <laughs> I'm uh, useless platitudes. I'm here for you. I'm fine. Uh, that is also how the episode starts, basically. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in episode one point six, the Garrison Commander, which is where we are, are, are. Um, there pirates in this one? Because <laughs> we're not at the Garrison Command. I was about to not say that's yet. where we are right now, but where we it's are where right now is Janine's house. So I just <laughs> the sentence got away from me. I just need some more of this comet smash. Oh, you know what? That's appropriate because Claire gets a real comet smash in this episode. <laughs> yes, she does. Oh, God. Mm. So it opens, anyway. and what's his name? The apple cheeked guy, Lieutenant Jer- Le- Lieutenant Jeremy Foster. Lieutenant Jeremy Foster is there with his red coats, like basically right where we left off. We're gonna take you to the garrison commander, and he's wearing this incredible statement necklace, which Allison actually knew what it was called. A gorget. It's because I've read the Outlander books. <laughs> and what does a gorget mean? Uh, it's just like a piece of their military regalia. Well, uh, I'm guessing that his means that he's. A lieutenant. A lieutenant. An right. apple-cheeked lieutenant. Lieutenant. Um, but basically, there's another little standoff where Claire, he says, I ask you again, are you all right? Cricket, 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 cricket. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And he's like, uh, I don't it's know. Fine. And then Dougal is like, hey, if the lady says she's fine, you need to go away now. You're on Mackenzie Lands, and I am the war chief, and leave me alone, basically. It does not go well, and he says she's a British subject. She's kind of them. So Dougal's like, well, anywhere she goes, I go. So I'm Which going seems with seems romantic, but it's not. No. But then Dougal is actually, like, double thumbs up for the rest of this episode. Yes. So do, this is the episode where Dougal enters full gilf, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he's not, then it's no longer just a matter of physical presence. Like, he does the right thing pretty much through the whole episode. Yes. Yep. Um, including the mention of grinding of corn, because then we all get to say that forever. Um, so she agrees. She's all like, oh, wait, if I go there, maybe I can get to Inverness. Okay. Very well then. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, we get another Claire voice voiceover where she talks about how uh, satisfying it is to be back with the British army. And I actually think it's a really nice little mention because it's easy to forget that Claire is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's a combat nurse, and so like they're called redcoats instead of Tommies, but it's basically the same. And mm-hmm. so she's traveling down the road, and Dougal's with her, and Dougal's obviously very uncomfortable in an enemy territory. They get to the garrison and walk into a beautifully outfitted dining room mm-hmm. where a whole pack of portly... Powdered wigs. Pale, powdered wig ponces... <laughs> Are, having, are hanging out and having lunch. Uh, 
potluck. Ooh. Ooh. They're not. They're not. But I wanted to give But you they are drinking it. port. Claret. <laughs> they're drinking claret. Isn't claret a type of port? Is it? Mm. Come on, internet. Janine. Janine. Claret. C-L-A-R-E-T. Is claret port. Siri? Port. Is claret port? I am. I'm Maybe sure. it's just wine. <laughs> claret is a liquor for boys. Is for men. What did I just pick up? Uh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> did you, did internet, did you hear what that just said? Did you hear what he just said? Uh, that's stupid. Okay, so I don't know the answer, but this is the first thing that pops up. Claret is the liquor for boys, port for men. Look up what is claret. I don't know. This is. Anyway, anyway so the most important is anyway, there's the wonderful quote of. You're putting the claret at risk. Yes. Oh, yeah. When fucking Blackjack comes in all dusty. Spoilers. So are, they have. So this guy's name is Oliver Lord Thomas. Oliver and Lord Thomas. Lieutenant Foster is very pleased to be able to bring this woman who he senses is in distress, which is not wrong, into this dining room. And then immediately this fop, this like. It's like he's very obviously just an idiot. He's he's a shady bitch and a highly <laughs> bigoted idiot mm-hmm. too. Um, and when Clara's like, "Well, wait, you seem like an asshole." <laughs> uh, I know. I'll start drinking immediately. Yeah, you think you'd think after whatever at the time that she was like, "Oh, I remember. You're not supposed to get drunk when you're being interrogated." She would have learned a lesson, but Claire maybe doesn't. She maybe doesn't learn her lesson. No. She gets... Somebody ought to give her a spanking. You know what? Somebody's about to give her a punching. (laughs) So she gets a little bit drunk on his claret. Uh, And they have this showdown with Dougal where it's all about... He asks him who he is and Dougal introduces himself and he pretends like he can't understand a word. Then there's this whole thing about... He tries to explain, like, you're on my land and we're basically equals. He ignores all of that. And then every once in a while, someone will try to translate and Lord Thomas is like, yes, I understood him! Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to pretending they can't understand anything. There's a, he, he asks the question we all want to know, which is, what does a Scotsman wear under his kilt? And Dougal's like, are you trying to freak the lady out? And I'm like, this lady wants a little peekaloo. Yeah, I think the lady... I think well, the let me see your Werther's under that. Under that <laughs> What's going on? Yep, yep. What's going on, Walker Short, Bren? Yep. What's going on? Um, so he's throwing buku shade, mm-hmm. and... Dougal is obviously very uncomfortable and is finally like, oh, well, you don't have room at the table for me? That's fine. I'm going to go drink some fine Scottish ale. And because I'm not a time traveler, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going downstairs. Yeah. So he goes downstairs. Claire is left with these gentlemen and she obviously charms them and tells them a whole story about being a lady from Oxfordshire and she's set upon in the woods and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. And they're all riveted. I just tried to drink my microphone too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. 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 These new it's mics new, are great, it's new. but they're at a different height. <laughs> it's like, it's beer height. <laughs> so <we're> just like, <laughs> we just keep reaching for them as though as though they'll taste anywhere near as good as this Comet Smasher. Which they shan't. Mm. So he he hears her whole story and he is very interested and like really wants to help her. And fuck her, let's be real. He mm-hmm. really, do, it's gross. He does kind of have this very lascivious. It's been so long since I've seen a fine English rose. It, bleh. Bleh. And uh, it, it's it, it's going fine for Claire. They're, everybody at the table is charmed by her and then all of a sudden. Wait, wait, wait. 
we we cannot skip the most clear moment in the entire episode, which is when they're like, well, I don't see why any reason why we can't bring you today. Well, let's get you back to your people. She's like, well, in that case, I believe I will have oh, more wine. That's right. I've already had two. I'll go number three now. Yeah. Oh, come on. She's had more than two. Oh, yeah. So she finally just all in. Let's get drunk. And then the door bursts open and in comes her husband. No, not really. Blackjack Randall. In a cloud of claret risking dust. He's like pig pen up in there. Fucking. <laughs> Get us with the quote again, Amelia. You're putting the claret at risk. Yeah. yeah so Brigadier General Fopass <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want Blackjack's dust up in his drink. So the, fucking Tobias Menzies has this great moment where he just looks at him like, you are an idiot. And then turns around. Walks into the doorway and with his eyes on Lieutenant Fopass the whole time, Brigadier General, just knocks his coat off, kicks his boots into the door. And it takes like a full 20 seconds. Yeah, he really goes for it. Like it goes for forever. And it's so funny. <laughs> and it's like that guy thought he was the shade master. But when you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tobias Mamatsanemesides is the king, as we will see later so he comes in and he is upset why is he upset in didn't something happen to an outpost or yeah there was a skirmish Mm -hmm. and uh the the commander who we then learn is new he's been there for like two weeks it's like oh god why what is happening he's like uh this happens all the time i know you're new betty but this (laughs) happens all the time Mm -hmm. uh and then like at some point recognizes Claire and they have this stare down because Claire is too drunk to remember that she should probably be cool, man. She is not cool, man. She's cool. <laughs> yeah. She is the anti-chill. Like, all you see is waves of hate she coming out of her eyes. It's just, dude, just chill out. If you don't have to talk to this guy, why would you talk to this guy? Then, all right, so now, by the time this episode airs, it will have been several weeks since the first Clinton-Trump debate. <laughs> but you know how, like, in the Clinton-Trump, did, did all of you watch? Yes. Did anyone, yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, no. speaking of getting drunk and wishing you could time travel. <laughs> yes, yes. I did. Yes. So, I wish um, I could go back and tell myself, don't do it. Do you know, at the beginning, like, whatever, Hillary Clinton is an incredibly accomplished woman, and she did fine. But... Mm-hmm. After like the first 20 minutes, you see that she, you could just see that she starts dropping these little things, little things that she just knows if she says like, oh, what about that $14 million loan you got from your dad? Bink. Oh, what about that former Miss Universe that you called Miss Piggy? Bink. Rosie O'Donnell. Bink. And she just keeps saying these things that she knows that Trump won't be able to resist. And then he just goes fucking apeshit. And it was a thing of beauty to watch because it was just like, you know, they spent weeks figuring out what are the things that if we say them, he will lose his fucking mind. They identified those things and then they just peppered him throughout just like that. And that is totally what Blackjack Randall does clear in this scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know. Let me just talk to you about this issue and this issue and this mm-hmm. issue. And she keeps because. Because she's had a lot of that claret, which claret? M- might be for boys, but <laughs> it's still pretty fucking alcoholic. And she just walks right into it. She starts talking about eventually the line. Oh, wait, he gets how her did, to. What what did uh, what got all the other fops out of there? 
what got the room cleared. Well, somebody comes in injured, but this is before oh, them, right? right? They're all no, they're, they're all, all still, still in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets oh, her to say right. he gets her stirred up. Yeah, oh, he gets like her. They're to, on. It's on the, the Highlanders' land. You're like yes. occupying, right? It's their land, and we're occupying it. And then they're then. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket. No, 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 no. The crickets in this room sound like this. Cricket. No, I can't do it now because I can't do British. How would you do a British cricket? Cricket, 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 mom, cricket, cricket, yes, cricket, good eye. No, that's Australian. Man, I'm just glad we saved that bit because I was really ready for it. All right, anyway, so crickets, and then they all look at her like, occasionally, bloody cricket, cricket. So after the crickets pause, uh, Lord Ponsington, <laughs> Lord Fopass Foppington, <laughs> says, I believe it's the king's land. And Claire goes, oh, <laughs> you're right. You are right. You are so right. I just, you don't I understand. Just, I got drunk again. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, what happens is that some other guy at the table, you know, Fop Jr. says, like, this is why I never discuss Politics, politics with, with a woman. And of course, then Claire is like, I have calmed down. But <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I thought we were discussing morality. And it's like, um, bitch, it's a stretch. All right. You're, you're in a room with all these people. OK, you really suck at this. Right, like, yeah. And Blackjack is by the window, just like watching her trump herself going on her like, own retard. <laughs> just he's going. going full Mr. Burns. Like, he's like, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. And then all of a sudden, some other pig pen busts in. But at that point, they've they've consumed a lot of the claret. So it's no longer at risk. It's like, uh, we got like a guy downstairs who's super duper injured because there was another skirmish. Um, whoops. And they're all like, oh, well, my, my lord. Bloody trouble. Bloody fucking um, ton. Um, <laughs> uh, football. Ooh. Ooh. Polo. Chim, chim, chari, chap. Um, that's fuck Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, so then anyway, so Claire is like, downstairs. I told you I have medical experience. She runs downstairs because she can't help can't herself. Help herself. And because it's the right thing to do. But also she just can't fucking help herself. To help yet another soldier who's gonna lose a limb. And this shit is rough, man. Uh, it's like when you hear the term sawbones and you think of it like in a modern sense, and it's like funny, haha. No, that word exists for a reason. I hope that Foley artist won all the awards it got and got a big ass raise. So yeah. she's ready to do it with a sword. She's just like, fine, I will amputate this arm with a sword. And Some then the doctor is like, shows up. You can up. use my sword. I sharpened it yesterday. And she's like, it'll have to do. And then <sighs> the old sawbones, literally, the doctor, the sawbone, shows up with his dirty fucking saw and he saws the guy's arm off and you can hear this it soldier like, bite shoo, until your shoo, teeth crack shoot 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 shoo, uh, maybe we should give a shout out to the folly folly mixer yes, yes. Oh, uh matthew mancelli matthew mancelli oh, good oh, job actually so that's the mixer the artist it pardon me is richard partlow Richard Partlow, hey, okay, good job, buddy. Both of you. Cheers. Because you know it was what? nasty. We'll get to some other truly disgusting sounds later in this episode mm-hmm. um, that involve Cornish game hens. Mm-hmm. 
<gasps> oh my god, I completely forgot that's coming. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Julie, here's the thing. I can see your face, so I know you're distressed, but what it sounded like was this. <gasps> oh, I totally forgot that's coming. No, I'm not happy about it, you guys. I'm just trying to tell you that I'm disgusted so, yeah, no, Julie's and I don't want to talk left her body and we it. saw it leave. Yes. Uh, Julie and I, Amelia obviously watching for the first time. Janine obviously only watching one episode of season and it's not this one. I watched for you. <laughs> yeah, Julie and I are re-watching this, and we have sort of settled, landed on the fact that there are two episodes in this season, and maybe there'll be more, that neither of us ever needs to see again. And as good as this episode is, and I think it's a really great episode, as good as this is, this is one of them. Yeah, I never want to see this episode again. The other, the other one we won't say because we don't want to spoil it for Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some. You've got some real horrors in your future. You've okay. got some. You got some. But don't worry. You've also got some serious pups. Yeah. <laughs> you got some Jamie pups coming. Okay. But sometimes those pups are like in distress. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So he said, "Bite until your teeth crack," and then they cut off this kid's arm. And Dougal is like, "Uh, should hey. we leave?" And she's like, "No, I'm fine." Girl, you're not fine. She Mm-mm. just wants to get to Inverness so she can get back to Crignadin. That's all she's thinking about. Yeah, it's that big dick rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. It, pretty soon she'll be, stop thinking about that big dick rock and just start thinking about a big dick. <laughs> But uh, for right now, it's a different kind of big dick that's on her mind because she runs back upstairs. And who's there? Alone. Just BJR. Just old BJR. Just by himself. Can we call him the Beej? Yes, yes, we can. Yes. Excellent. First new nickname of the episode. Thank the you, beige. Amelia. The Beej. I will live on for the rest of the season. Like, it's like the Beave, but terrifying. <laughs> it's <laughs> the Beej. Yeah, but like Eddie Haskell in this situation is just the guy who says, the Claret's at risk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. So Beej is hanging out, and he's got like his feet up on the table. You know, you can just see his contempt for Lord Fopping Fuckington just pouring off of him. In fact, pouring off of him so hard that he picks up the bottle of the fine claret, takes it to the window, and literally pours it out and yeah, drops it says, on the ground. Yeah, he says, I don't know if he's holding the claret, and she's asking where they are. They've all gone off to this skirmish, right? And she asks something about Lord Thomas. He says, I don't know if you've noticed, but Lord Thomas is an idiot. <laughs> and then he pour, turns the bottle upside down. It's like... RuPaul couldn't have done it better. Yeah. It's so shady. Flips the bottle upside down and drains it without looking at it. Just looking at Claire the whole time. Just dra- like a waste of perfectly good liquor for boys. I call it alcohol abuse. Yeah. <laughs> then it, when it's empty, he just kind of holds it for a second. And it then drops. drops it. Having emptied it first for no reason, just because that was the shadier way to do it. Yeah. He empties it. And then he drops it, and it's perfect. And Claire's not necessarily happy to be in the room with this man who looks exactly like her husband from the future, but is obviously not her husband from the future. So she realizes that shit's about to go down. So you can see yourself kind of steal herself. It doesn't work. So he says, I'm going to be honest with you and reveal myself to you. I ask honesty in return. And she says, that's fair. I'll be honest with you. And he says, all right, so who are you? <gasps> Wait, we forgot when she walks in, he's getting shaved yeah. by that kid. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and then there's the flashback. Yes. To the same razor because Frank has the razor. the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd be like, who? Yeah, yeah, it's nope. the same razor that she shaved him with in 1948. So it's he's got family this. It's for a family so long. Heirloom. 
He's got this kid. Keep it safe for me while I'm in the war. Who who knows what their relationship is? But he's got this little kid, like red coat guy, who can't be more than eighteen years he's old. He's definitely not a lieutenant. Shaving him with a straight razor, and this kid is terrified. You can just see it. And blackjack, like a little shake. There's, there's a picture on. I'm like, there's yeah. some more pictures on this episode. Than yeah, that's what's kid. happening. And blackjack Randall is totally getting a sadist boner off of this kid's oh, fear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And this kid is terrified and is trying to like keep the razor straight and everything. And then he ends up cutting him a little bit. And, just and like then, a little nick. Just a little nick. And then Blackjack Randall's like, you have to learn. And then he like throws this kid into the chair and pulls his head back and puts the <laughs> blade right to his neck. And, and this dry kid is shaves like, him. And this kid is like, Ugh! and then he dry shaves him, talks to him about the importance the, like, of a steady hand. Part of the neck. Steady hand. And once again, shout out to the Foley artists because that stubble sound. As someone who's actually shaved with a straight razor too, that hurts me. Like, to my, that fucking, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, so then. Well, and then he even managed to get in a dig about like, well, you're a boy, you don't even have You don't even beard. have a beard, why am I doing this? Fuck and that. then he kicks him out. Beach sucks. And then yeah. Beach yeah. picks up the cleric, dumps it out the window, and gets prepared to get his boner on again. By well, and in the flashback, the gosh. thing that works so well about it is it's the juxtaposition of like the sexy, romantic Claire's shaving Frank, and he's about to go off to war. She seems to have not been enlisted yet, mm-hmm. and this terrifying—it's just awful. It's really mm-hmm. awful. So we get a little glimpse into the darkness of the beach right there, and then he sends the kid away, and now his focus uh, is completely on Claire. <laughs> <laughs> It's great news. Yeah, it's great news. So he's like, I will be completely honest with you as long as you are completely honest with me. And then Claire proceeds to try to bullshit her way out of this and not in like any good way. She goes straight for tears. She goes straight for trying to cry. Well, no. First, she tries to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm a lady from Oxfordshire when I met you on the road, blah, blah, blah. And he's like... No, you're lying. You're a really bad liar. Don't lie anymore. So then she tries to go for an affair to good. It was an affair of the heart, and I didn't want to talk about him because I felt that I would damage his reputation. And she's getting all the most licentious man. Oh, 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 God! And you, every time the camera goes back to Tobias Manassinus, he is selling like the bemused. I don't believe fucking word you are saying and at some point he gets up he goes to his his those coat coats mm-hmm. and he picks up a piece he takes out a knife and i'm like and a piece of charcoal and he sharpens the charcoal shout out to you Ernie Papa and richard marks i don't know he'll be right there waiting for you though Richard Paltrow. Richard Richard. Paltrow. Um, He goes and he walks around the table and he sits down. He pulls over one of Lord Fopping Tompington's linen napkins. And just without even acknowledging it, starts very obviously drawing Claire. It's it's like the opposite of Jack drawing Rose. Yes. It's like like inverse sexy drawing. As we were watching the show, Julie went, ooh, draw me like one of your French girls. And I was like, no, Julie, that's terrible. He probably kills those French girls after he fucks them. It was more like 
Uh, and nobody will know what this is because it was nothing but a storefront show in Chicago. But I was in a show once where I had to sketch somebody and it was 100% an intimidation tactic. And it's very effective <laughs> because the person weirdly feels like they can't move or that they they're obviously on edge immediately because they understand that they are being uh, watched very closely. And so Claire uh, immediately, like her posture, she's like, what? Ooh. And he takes his time, just like he did with the knocking the dust off. <laughs> so after she tells her story, he doesn't say anything. And he mm-hmm. just says, come, I would value your opinion. God, to rise a month on But is he so good? Very good in this episode. She walks over and says, you've captured my likeness. But you see, whoever it is, so whoever drew this, it, because it, I assume it was not Tobias because we don't see it while he's drawing it. Whoever drew this drew Claire's hair and body with Tobias <laughs> Mumma's face. face. <laughs> and I'm not sure that it was intentional because she seems to think it looks just like her, but it looks like, I don't know if you noticed this, but it looks just like Tobias Mumma's. It looks like Beach. Like Beach drew Beach with Claire hair. <laughs> and you know what? No spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> never but at mind. But at least it look like that uh, fresco of Jesus in Spain that the woman tried to repaint. And no. now it looks like the scream. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at least the bead sort of made a person. Yeah. yeah. He, he, it looked pretty good, but it looked a little bit more like him than it looked yeah. like Claire. But anyway, so he says, does that. I shall call it beautiful lies. lies. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yep. He knows she's lying. And then he's like, all right, level with me. And then he, she takes it to the back whipping, right? Well, she turns at some it around. Point he starts asking her if she speaks French and they speak French for a while, which means I get to say, yes, I speak the French, but it is a very small <laughs> amount of French. So I know you have spoiled the claret. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't got to do that in a while. I've been waiting all season. I know. Anyway. Um, uh, and finally, somehow it gets around to, to his, like, thirst for violence. Like, how, how does that begin, though? She starts talking about Jamie's back. and She doesn't mention Jamie's name. She says a young Scottish boy. Well, be- no, it's because she says that he has developed quite a reputation at Castle Leoc. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that you once administered 100 upon 100 lashes mm-hmm. to a poor Highlander boy. Yes. Not the use of boy, because he has not yet become a man. Well, we find that out or else. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets a wistful look in his eye (laughs) and decides to settle down by the fire and describe his sadism. Before this, I think it's before that happens, he starts asking her... Yes, it is before. Um, he starts asking her if he has ever, she's ever heard any of the Mackenzies speaking treason. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, no, no. And at some <laughs> point he's like, you've never heard one of them mention the pretender James and his idiot offspring. That's right. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? You got a point there. I agree with Beach. One uh, time and one time only. Idiot. Yeah, idiot. BPD, um, idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. You'll get there. Yeah. We uh, eventually, it will not surprise you to know that eventually there's more talk about uh, Charles Stewart, who we call Bonnie Prince Douchebag. Because he's a fucking idiot. BPD for short. 
So the beach is totally right about the BPD. Yeah. Um, he is an idiot. <laughs> so just the ones, he's fine. Then we get to the showdown about Jamie, and at some point she says, uh, Blackjack says something like, he was convicted of theft and treason and blah, blah, blah. And she says, I heard he only stole a loaf of bread. Which uh, Claire never hears that. Mm-hmm. She never hears he only stole a loaf no. of bread. She is confusing him with Jean Valjean. <laughs> That's what she's done. He uh-huh. also broke a window pane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, she's. it's totally strange. There's no <laughs> point in this series of Angry Ken. Yeah. Also, before we get to the whipping, I have a note that like Claire has this habit of invoking legal proceedings in a very matter of fact way, like now and then in the future, as far as I've seen as well. Like, girl, what, why, why? Like, are you, she's not up on her, you know, her contemporary legal right. proceedings. I will but, wait here. Yes. Under prisoner if you require. And like, girl, I, you have no power. Yeah. No power. <sighs> Would, yeah. I, would I do the same? Would I try to like bluff knowing the law? I, would, I just I, don't know if I would. I guarantee this. Please. If I was Claire and this had happened to me, I would already be dead. I would. I that too. I would already have been burnt at the stake yes. alive for being a witch yes. because I would not. I would. Free, I would freak out and I would probably speak in tongues or something and they yeah. just burn me up. Or like yell about Siri or something. Yeah. And then and they'd be like, well, yeah. I yeah. would probably also be dead unless there was some chance that I had like you know how Claire immediately runs into first to first into the beach and then into the pamphlets. Yeah. Um if Instead, like, because first of all, I wouldn't have just gone running. I would have hidden immediately. Yes. I would have been like, what the fuck? And I would have hidden. And if I had figured out like, oh no, I'm actually in the past now. I would have like, first step, I've got to find some actual clothes. Mm-hmm. That's item one. I've got to find a way to like get to a town and pretend like somebody stole my clothes. Uh, then I'll probably just pretend to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I'll find some sort of like that would be the best witch way. Lady, witch lady, and be like, I think I traveled in time. Have you ever heard of anybody traveling in time? The best way to would be to pretend to be mute. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be Paul Walker in timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Claire obviously doesn't do any of these things and has these people taking care of her, kind of. But she is really bad at being interrogated. And I will. I must say, I prefer time travel stories when the time traveler is bad at it because almost well, everyone would be. Yeah, everybody would be. You're right. And like I said, I would straight Mulan it. I would try to Mulan it, but I, you know, in that moment when I woke up and saw a red coat, I might just straight Julie, up have you'd a heart have a attack. Really hard time hiding your pups. <sighs> My pups are pretty nice, but I don't. I think I could bind them down. <laughs> I think I can make him ducks. You could use some Alaska Thunder Fun fashion <laughs> yeah. tape. I could use some fashion tape, pull him down. But I, I don't know. I, who knows what you would do? Who knows? Because it's not real. <laughs> you Yet. don't see. Yet. <laughs> you anyway, been there. Anyway, Patty. So, um, they... Uh, he goes into it. He finally is like, all right, well, here's what actually happened. And then we get... In the book, because I reread this chunk about today, so we mentioned this in the last episode, but Ronald Moore, um, in the little after the episode, stay tuned for some level of him stars. Bleh. And it's uh, Ronald Moore always talking about one thing or another. In this one, he says that there it's a tiny, tiny section of the book. But they thought, 
he doesn't say it because we have a fucking amazing actor, mm-hmm. but that's part of it. Um, but also because he's such a huge part of the rest of the story. Spoilers, not spoilers. You can obviously tell he is. Um, they wanted to turn it into a full episode, so they mm-hmm. stretch it out. So in the book, Claire finds out all this shit from Dougal at the spring they end up at later. Oh, okay. Because Dougal was there, so Dougal tells right. her all of this. Blackjack doesn't tell her any of it. And I actually think it's a great adaptive choice. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because he's got that great line about how the truth rings louder than any lie. Mm-hmm. You can always tell. And it's very obviously true. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's false is any, and I think it seems false, any inclination, any hint that he's interested in redemption. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he just tricks her enough to get her out of that chair so they can punch her right in the old Audi baby maker <laughs> <laughs> right in the old bread basket yeah. oh <laughs> yeah anyway so we go in we go into this awful flashback and here is where Richard Pendunkington <laughs> so, Richard Pilates Pilates sure Paltrow like Gwyneth I think so I'm not looking it up again but it's P-A-L-T-R Richard Goop Richard yeah, really earns his pay because I mean Jamie. It's so it's a scene where you learn a lot about Jamie, mm-hmm. and you learn a, you learn a lot about about the beach. Yeah, and he Jamie is obviously terrified they, when they take off his shirt. <laughs> Dougal is there. Dougal just rips his shirt off again. Not really, but like mm-hmm. Dougal's there in the background. Um, they take his shirt off, and you can see. That he's, that he's already still, he's already cut up like, like he's still bloody shit. still bloody Rami like, obviously yeah, Rami. yes Cornish game hen that got went through a wood chipper no idea shit. how bad it's gonna get <laughs> uh, and he says oh you're trembling are you frightened boy and he says I'm just afraid I'll freeze to death before you get on with it because Jamie is a little bit like Claire's <laughs> yep uh, yeah. so 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 the beach decides like all right well. I guess it's time to show no mercy. And he just starts whipping his already whipped back. And you can hear, like, squelching sounds. You can see pieces of meat flying off of the back. You should see Janine's face right now. This is what we didn't... You know, somebody suggested you watch this one. No, you didn't know. It was... Shout out to Jen Renee's Hope Italy is Great. Uh, Suggested you watch this one because you needed to understand exactly how bad... The beeges. Mm. So the beeges all like, I had intended to pace myself. Yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. He started doing it and he just really gets into it. And like it goes on and on and you can see like his back just flesh falling off of it. And like Blackjack's covered in blood. And there's a shot of like of Jamie's feet like slipping and all the blood on the platform. Because he can barely stand up straight. He's already like chained above. And Blackjack Randall is not just using like a whip. It's a cat of nine tails. It's a cat of nine tails. So it's like every time it hits him, it's nine times. And he says, I will break you. Which of course is like Yvonne Drago, Randall (laughs) Blackjack. Is that Rocky Four or Rocky Five? Rocky Four. (laughs) I must break Break you. <laughs> he also, I will say, we had a discussion a couple episodes ago about somehow Sam Huon looks hotter, covered in blood. Nope. This is an exception nope. to that rule. No. Neither does no. Tobias Mulsma. No. No, not a good look for him. So it goes on and on. At and- some point, he says, I felt my legs start to shake. 
and and started to feel lightheaded. I'm like, yeah, that's because all the blood rushed right to your dick, you fucking <laughs> yeah. sadist. Yeah, he totally had a boner right now. And then he's like, everyone in the crowd, people started to look away. Yeah, because nobody in the crowd people could fucking stomach it anymore. And finally, one of the red coats straight up passes out. Just like, boosh, boosh, and hits the ground. And then Jamie has some other sick burn. Oh, what is it? What is it? I, I can't remember what he said. Because he's like, look at me, look at me. Because it's when he pulls his head up. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then everybody in the crowd starts laughing. laughing. And we all know laughing is no bueno to the beach. <laughs> uh, speaking of laughing during time with the beach, I have a screenshot. I'll describe it to you, dear listener. Uh, so You can send it to me. I'll put it on Twitter. Too. Okay, I'll also do that. So I'm like looking around the crowd. People are upset. Like women are crying. Grown men are looking down at the ground. Everyone is like a wonderful shade of puce before the guy passes out. And then it pans across Gilf. And the way that his like kilt sash clip is tied and the way like and the angle of the camera, it looks like that clip is like a googly eyed happy face. Oh my god, it looks like Cookie Monster. Oh my god. It looks like Cookie Monster. Oh. And so here I'm like, okay, I want to see like I want to see some sexy bloody Jamie. I can't. Okay, that's not available. Uh, everyone's a monster. Everyone is gross. And oh my god, it's Cookie Monster. I feel great. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So check check Twitter. Uh, Twitter. I'll put at, it up there. At Podlandercast. Pod at Podlandercast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, is there a black guy in the crowd? There's a yeah, black- we saw the because we're like. Where the fuck did the black guy come yeah. from? Yeah, oh, the black guy's at minute 40 and then 43 seconds. Uh, Cookie Monster's at 39.48. And we're just like, like, we're like sweet for trying to get a black guy into the crowd scene, but. But also, what? But okay. It's, you know, I recognize that this is a super duper white show. Mm-hmm. Um, that will eventually change at least a little. I won't say mm-hmm. why or in what context, but that's not a permanent They do thing. go to Mexico and have guacamole. <laughs> they, they, do, do, they, they do. They do go to Mexico. <laughs> but uh, to a certain extent, that's unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the highlands of Scotland. In 17. I don't know. If I went there today, I have absolutely no idea how many people of color I would mm-hmm. see. More than More them. than you would then. Yes. Yeah. But okay, I guess I appreciate like, they at least were like, you know, can we get at least some diversity in the extras? Can we get a brother in the room? <laughs> can, we, can we just put him in here in the can crowd? Can you give him fabulous facial hair? Incredible beard. Love he it. would yeah. totally win the empirical beard contest. He, he had this big gray beard. It was oh, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And oh. you know, it's complicated because it's like, this is this week and now it'll be like three weeks ago or whatever. Did any of you see that? terrible interview Tim Burton did where he said why he doesn't cast people of color in his movies. Who cares? I saw the headline, but I didn't click on it. Oh, just assholes. Just like... Yeah. Where his, like, Come to the his future or is, don't. His whole aesthetic is that he makes movies about stories where there couldn't be people of color. Like, Tim Burton's movies are realistic. Right. You know, and like, this is a little bit different because it's so specifically... <laughs> Amelia, Amelia. You okay? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that. Fuck that. No, it's ridiculous. The thing that's really weird is it was about this Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which which I reviewed for Consequence of Sound. Find it at consequenceofsound.net. Um, I didn't like it. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but what he could have said was, well, you know, that's something I've wor- I'm working on. Samuel L. Jackson is one of the leads in my current movie. 
and it's something I'm conscious of and I'm trying. And instead, he was all just like, well, back in my day, blah, 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 blah. Or blah. stories call for certain things. And it's like, mm-hmm. they sure don't. Especially not if they're fictional or fantastical. They surely don't. No, they sure don't. And anyway. this is like historical fiction to a certain, especially because of some of the things that we're encountering later where race is a part of the conversation. Right. Is like a little bit different um, because since it in some ways becomes a show about race or certainly characters. Uh, Outlander? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Just a little. Like on, on I know. I saw, I saw the spoiler of one of the actors that was going to yeah. be there. So later. there's a so character who was cast who I won't say anything about, but it's public knowledge that you're fine. The character's name is Joe Abernathy, mm-hmm. and he's uh, an African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, you're like... Putting your hands over your earphones. She's putting her hands over your earphones like that. I'm trapped. I'm trapped here. (laughs) All I hear is the echo of my own voice. Um, But uh, eventually, you know, um, I don't think that it's odd to say that both in the time in which they're in now, the time in which Jamie would be in, in Claire's future and that and in Claire's future, whatever. It's too much. Um, there, there's not. No worries. No worries. Just pretend it's not happening. Uh, no matter what, a race would. If you're a person of color, race would say something about who you are. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they could just cast Gayless as mm-hmm. a woman of color because that would she mean wouldn't be able. She totally wouldn't be able to marry different. that guy. She wouldn't be. Right. Ugh, God, it's disgusting, but right. it's true. So that's the, but on the other hand, like Tim Burton's, like Tim Burton, Sweeney Todd, there is absolutely no reason that some of those people couldn't have been people of color because it's mm-hmm. like so fantastical and like it doesn't, it, whatever. It's sorry. Tim, I really bar. love Tim Burton. And now every time I see Beetlejuice, I'm going to be like, fuck you. I love this movie. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story. So, so BJR's got a, got a boner. And the uh, then a people laugh and then the boner goes away. And then in order to get his boner back, BJ has to double down and it's keep awful whipping the shit out of Jamie. And it's really, it's really it's, horrible. Oof. That is some seriously good Coke. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the fuck he was on. Yeah, Cause he was sniffing a lot. He was like, he just goes ape shit and people are horrified. This is a thing that, um, I think at this point in the show, they mentioned that Jamie's dad's dead. Have they? If not. No, they didn't mm-hmm. say anything okay. about it. Well, that's a, it's an extremely minor spoiler. But then but his dad is in the crowd. Right. Uh, and we find out in the books that, um, that his dad died. He had a stroke watching this happen. Cause it was too much. And died. So, the entire time that this is happening, of course, Tobias Manesimus has this incredible voiceover monologue uh, detailing how he feels about this. And it's very like the spare. The and I were creating a work of art together. It's very spare and disgusting. And do you, ha- do you have any creepy. of that in your notes, Amelia? I didn't. I was too busy watching Tobias do his thing. Well, first of all, Tobias, uh, the Amazon like IMDb sidebar. I have the note of, so it looks like his last name is Menzies, mm-hmm. which we called him Menzies. Have you? But we, we've been like Menzies, Men- Menas, Menas. Because it could be like Menzies, Menzies, Menzies. Uh, no. So we, we just always say it noise. some other can, way. Can we just like honor like the lunar cycle that is built in to his last name? Menzies. Yes. Can we just call him, like how perfect is that for a show like Outlander? I, yes. I call him like, Menzies. Like getting licked. Let's yes. call him Menzies. Yes. Like, Let's call him Menzies. Can Tobias we? Menzies. We love you. 
No, uh, no. The rest, no. Otherwise, it's like blackjack being gross. Whipped him to the point where, like, we're like Jamie has blood coming out of his mouth, which I don't understand. What, like, is that internal bleeding? That blood is coming out of his mouth. I don't. How does it happen? Or did it like, or did the cat of nine like whip around, just like split open his lip? Maybe. That's all I have for that. It's brutal. It's horrifying. Yeah. So it goes on for a long time. Forever. And then Beach finishes the monologue talking about how. He finishes it and then he talks about how ever since he's been a soldier or been in Scotland, he has seen things that have changed him. And so he's really talking about how he's suffering from PTSD, basically. And Claire understands that. And Claire is sitting there talking to him with this kind of like she's trying not to cry, but she's got like tears coming down and she's like I believe that because you understand yourself there's hope for you yet and there you're not the first soldier mm-hmm. to be changed by what he's seen so she's trying to be compassionate and you can tell that it's like I believe that there is still good in you and it's obviously that she thinks that some part of Frank is still in him and and you can he almost says, see it, it would be pretty to think so you can see it kind of break through a little bit like Tobias Menzies is so good that you can see his eyes kind of soften just for a second. And then they glaze over again. And he says, it would be pretty to think so. And then she st- he goes over to pull the chair back for her to take her somewhere. Or whatever. Uh, it would be, maybe, perhaps a good start would be getting you on the road to Inverness. And she said, yes, I think that would be. Mm-hmm. And he calls in the, the lieutenant shaving face. The little kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and says, would you come in, please? And she stands up and is saying, like, I oh, thank you so much, Lieutenant, blah, 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 Captain, blah. And then he just fucking... Sucker punches her. <laughs> right in the ovaries. Just punches her right in the stomach. And Katrina Baffin has this, like, she just... It's the best, I got punched so hard I want to die sound. She just goes... Because <gasps> she can't breathe. <laughs> And like drools coming out of her mouth for like two minutes on yeah. screen. She can't catch her breath. And he, Blackjack, leans down and grabs her by the hair and pulls her head up. What does he say I to her? I dwell in darkness and darkness is where I belong. I didn't even write that one down. Yeah. That's the kind of line that sticks in your fucking head. Right. And then he throws her over and the little baby lieutenant runs in and is like, ah! and he's like, have you ever kicked a woman? Kick her. Oh shit. They're so soft. It's so very soft. satisfying. They're so soft. And the kid tries to kick her, but it's kind of like a pa- like, panty, panty waist little kick. And he's like, fucking kick her. And then this milk kid. Milksop. Milksop. That's right. Yeah. He does say milksop. Which is better? Milksop or panty waist? I think panty waist is better. Probably panty waist. Panty waist. Panty waist, do it. And so the kid fucking hauls off and kicks her in the gut. <gasps> more drool, more drool. And then he's like, do it again. And he's about to do it again. Who comes in the room? Gil Figgenor. Gil. I've never been happier to see you, Gilf. And I've been pretty happy to see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Here's it's true. It's true. Is that a bannock in my pocket or am I just happy, happy to, see, to you? see you? He shows up, he throws him off, he picks her up and he's just like, fuck this. She is on Mackenzie land. Mm-hmm. She's leaving with me, and he says, "Fine, I expect her at Fort William by eight p.m. tomorrow." He's like, "Fine," and he just leaves her, and she's like, 
can barely ride a horse. She's all like, oh God, all fucked up. And he takes her to this magic spring. We don't know that he yet. He says, we're, we're, it's to, we need a drink of water. The camp is a ways away yet. We need a drink of water. So they climb through like 97 bushes. <laughs> and she's like, like here's, here's a bush. Here's a bush. Opening in the ground. Why to walk for a drink? And they get to this beautiful, another piece of Scotland porn. Mm-hmm. This beautiful spring. And she's like, oh, the smell. And he's like, yeah, it's sulfur. Now, mm-hmm. come on. It, but it'll wet your thrapple. <laughs> it will wet your thrapple. Mm-hmm. So they both drink from the spring. And then he goes, are you a spy for the English <laughs> or the French? She's, she's like playing Claire Beecham and nothing more except for that her traveled in time. But she the doesn't. Future. <laughs> she doesn't say that. She doesn't. But then, can't beat you. then all of a sudden you see he's got a knife ready to go, but then he sheaths it because this is a magic spring where fairies live, and if you lie, it should eat your throat out. Yeah, yeah. so it's water from hell, and if you lie, it eats your throat out. She's like, yeah. But now it's your gizzard. Yeah, you, and she's you like. You could have told me that. She's also like, uh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not a real thing. he now believes thing. her. And then he lays out this plan. Now, the only way that he can prevent having to bring her to Fort William, because if he doesn't, it'll start a war. The only way he can prevent bringing her from Fort William is if he turns her into a Scottish citizen. And the only way to do that is for her to marry a Scot. And she says, marry you. I'm going to marry you. And he's like, no. Although I didn't think about it. <laughs> the thought of grinding your corn does tickle me. <laughs> and it's re- and then I was like, take me, just take me. Can just take do me it. Yeah. I'll be a Scottish citizen. I'm from Iowa, grind this. And he's like, no, Jamie. And she's like, uh? <laughs> I can't do that. That sounds terrible. So I have not thought of that whatsoever. That sounds really bad. What an idea. What would it be like uh, if I was legally capable and able to have sex with him all the time whenever I wanted? No, I haven't. Oh. I have, I'm going to drown myself in the hell spring. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in here. Cut to Claire sitting on a rock reading a marriage con- Oh, there's also a great line where she's like, you've been talking to Ned Gowan. He's like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ned Gowan I figured, figured this, this out. might happen. So yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Thanks, Ned. So she's reading the marriage contract, and Jamie comes over, and Claire's like, "They want us." First of all, he approaches her with booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he's, and this he very elegant, like yeah. horn cup, which yeah, I thought yeah. was very fancy for on the road. You know, I have consumed beverage, water in this case, from a horned cup. Because my friend Zach owns one. Because he bought them for all the people in his in his wedding party. Like all the dudes in his wedding party. And so he got one for himself too. And that shit smells. <laughs> it does. It just smells weird. It just smells weird. I don't recommend it. Don't think like, what a beautiful cup. I should order some of those. Because they just stink. It just, I mean, it's, ba- it's you're basically, basically drinking out of a fingernail. Yeah. yeah. It's fingernails. Ugh. Anyway, um, so he hands her some whiskey. She immediately drinks it. And it's like, are you really willing to do this? And he's like, well, I mean, you have stitched me up a couple of times. And, and who, what kind of friend would I be if I left you to that son of a bitch? And also, who could marry? She's like, are you promised to somebody? And he's like, no. I mean. I'm on the lamb. I'm the well, run he from said, the no, what she says is, aren't you interested in anyone else? And I assume that she's talking about Leary. Ugh. <laughs> we hate that bitch. That brat stall. Yeah. Yeah. 
She God. sucks. That milk sop. Yeah. Whoa. That panty waste. <laughs> milk toast. A yeah. waste of panties. Like, actually, literally. And so, oh, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm going there. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, and he's like, well, no, who would marry me? I have a name in my head. I have nothing but a soldier's pension. I can't go home. No father wants to give their daughter to yeah. somebody like, yeah. Yeah. And her fine, he gets up to walk away. And he's like, so, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I got to do this for you. Let's save you. It's fine. And he goes to walk away. And she says, but doesn't it? And she blushes a little bit because Katrina Bauchman is really good. Blushes a little bit. Doesn't it bother you that I'm not a virgin? (laughs) And he turns around. And this is the point when I fell in love first with the book and then with the show. Because this is so good. Jean's never heard this before. No, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm on. I'm on the edge of my seat. He turns around. And in my memory, it's like a... Snap but it's, it's not. not. He's uncomfortable. Around. He's obviously He's like looking to see if the guys are listening. Yeah. Like if says, anybody's like, uh, no. As long as it does not bother you that I am. And then he walks away and she gets this look at her face like. But before he walks away, you can see her face being like, because like he's standing up and she's sitting down. So like her eyes are at dick level and you can watch her eyes travel his body. Being like, don't look at his dick. Don't look at his dick. Okay, don't look at, nope. Okay. And then yeah, he says, idea. don't look at his dick. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he goes it. from being embarrassed to he gets that little rakish Sam Cuban smile. Uh, oh and all the women uh, everywhere in the world, world are like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. And then he says, I think at least one of us should know what we're doing. It's like, Oh, and you're like, god. oh god! And then she marches off. She gets more booze, and she stomps away. And you know that she's like, it's like I, this yeah. is terrible. Why are you forcing me to do this? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> truth, truth. Uh, it's truth. really hot. It's one of the hottest moments in the show, and yeah. they're both totally clothed. Yeah, it's just like it's real hot. It's real hot, and it's. Uh, excuse me for standing on my lady box for a second, but it's not that kind of lady box. <laughs> I was going to say, no, is it, on that, that hurts. Isn't no, that a redundancy? It's, it's like, soldiers and because it's that box, not this box, because that would really hurt. Um, anyway, um, it's so, like, it's such a fabulous, wonderful, and satisfying reversal to have the, like, plucky virgin be the dude. Right. Mm-hmm. When is it ever the dude? It's never the dude. Never. Oh, so like the woman, the woman knows what she's doing. And the dude is like the unspoiled, immaculate beauty. Mm-hmm. Because God, is he? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. He hasn't picked up bad habits from anyone else. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had like women fake it so they so that he thinks that you can be like, that give it a couple of pumps and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he's he's as fresh as the driven snow, mm-hmm. ready to learn how to diddle a skittle. <laughs> and he <laughs> he will pick that up really quickly, left handed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be fine with his right though too. I mean, literally, he could probably yes. yes. But he just he's he's ready to like expose his pups. <laughs> <laughs> and like and to save this woman. Mm-hmm. Who he's obviously attracted to. Yes. And while she like denies that she's, she's a liar, he like obviously isn't saying anything but trying to do the right thing. And then there's just that little, I figure at least one of us should know what we're doing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. And then the episode ends, literally ends. Oh man. Yeah. Like, boom. 
It's so hot. It was, it's the best, it's, it's one of the best moments whew. in the entire series. It really is. Steamy. I know. And like, so it's going to throw our scales off, right? Yeah. But like, God, that shit. Mwah. It's real good. So it's time for our scales now. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, is it not? That's very good. That's, <laughs> that's very good. good. That's, that's good. very good. Okay. Ariel. Um, <laughs> so let's start with uh, costumes. Who gives a fuck? We see like almost. Oh no, no we see all those fancy red coats. With yeah, the, but they're all the same. They are all the same. Like the like the blood effects is being like costume. Sure, that's fair. So like Passion of the Christ would be the top. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so Passion of the Christ would be the top, and the bottom would be Rikio. Has anybody seen Rikio? <laughs> no. Uh, it's it, it just the R I K I dash O H. Um, it's like I called. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. The effects are bad. I'll come up with something else. All right, then I'll go straight alien. When the alien bursts out of John Hurt's chest. Yeah. That's what I'll go Alien? With. That's mm-hmm. real good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of uh, every low budget Eastern action ninja blood movie you've ever seen. That's what we'll use for Rikio. Okay. To Passion of the Christ. Where do you land? It's wildly entertaining, but it's not good. I'm going to go Godfather 1. Mm. We've got some like almost sunny in the in the turnstile yep. blood levels. When he gets a nail. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. All yeah. right, I'm going to go. Oh, God. Let's Janine say... is repulsed right now. <laughs> Looking at Rikio. You know Hooker just hooked a guy by the mouth and then dragged him across the floor. But now in the next scene, he's tapping his hook because it's a dual hook. So he's like clicking. It looks stupid. <laughs> Yeah, everybody oh. should see it at least once. Anyway, at a midnight movie, if possible. Sorry, my bad. I'm going to say uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only for that scene, because it's so over the top, it's so realistic, when the bride chops off Oren Ishii's head, but just like the top of it. And it slides off. Like, and it yeah. just falls off, and then the blood like splatters on the snow. If mm-hmm. for that alone. Mm-hmm. That and wiggle your big toe that and pussy wagon getting his head bashed in the door which is so satisfying yes it is all right um so uh next is the boning scale woof Woof. Uh, and we're still at sexual tension plus we've got the the beach with his with his his chevy over the cornish game hen um god that's disgusting Uh, i don't even know how to do this one let's say on a scale of twin peaks to twin peaks (laughs) I would probably go something more like um, Dangerous Liaisons. Mm. The original one. The one with John Malkovich and Glenn Close. Because you get both actual sexual tension between two adults and the weird like fucking with people that aren't as smart or sadism, kind of weird sadism stuff, mm-hmm. kind of in their intellectual sadism anyway. I'll go with that. That's good, that's good. What mm-hmm. about you, Amelia? I'm gonna say like Remains of the Day. Ooh, that's good. And that might even have a little bit more pathos than this episode requires, but just in terms of like, meow. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to, with something similar, and I'm gonna go with Sense and Sensibility. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Where you've got, I'm the like, bad side you've got all of the terrible 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 people being awful 
and like sat, and especially what's his face's brother just salivating all over everybody. The awful dude, the older Ferrars. Mm-hmm. Ferris. 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 Mr. Robert. Ferris. Robert. Yes, thank you. Uh, but on the upside, you've got Alan Rickman staring Kind of Branwell. Right. <sighs> uh, just yes. staring at Kate Winslet while she plays the piano. And, oh, yes. thanks Yep, yeah, totally. Something. That's where I'm going to go. All right, last one. How often do you get up to get a drink? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reuse mm. a good one on the high end, and I'm going to go with speed. And on the low end, I'm going to go with speed to cruise control. <laughs> uh, on this one, I want to get up and get a drink. Yeah. But now, just- whether that means I pause it or not is maybe questionable. Ooh. But uh, you can't even we couldn't make it through talking about the whipping without taking a tangent because it's so rough. So I would say. On a scale of getting up to get a beer, it's probably like an episode of Roseanne after they won the lottery. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Like, you can still watch it. You can still love the characters, but you don't need to watch all of it. All right, Amelia. <laughs> um, it was hard to watch, which is why I'm putting it as hard to watch the sub show from 30 Rock. Yes! Decides to do hard to watch. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that one? Yeah. A rib cage. Oh, basketball hoop was a rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am also going to go with television to complete the trio, but I'm going to say season two of Lost, where you've been burned before, but you still just got to stay put. Oh, God. And like maybe everyone's finally have to be like, I, I get it. 4, 8, 15, 16, 20 through 42. Okay. Lost pissed me off. But you really are still in it to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for the Garrison Commander, which is very upsetting. Uh, I am surprised and delighted that we are all still coherent because mm-hmm. I assumed I was going to have to drink my way through this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast, on Twitter at, tw- at podlandercast. Um, you can support us on Patreon, Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podlandercast. Speaking of Patreon, we need to thank Amanda Newton, Beth Luck, Kathleen Moniz, and Jen Lander Drunklin. I love you. Who uh, are supporting us uh, at a level that means that every episode we thank them personally because they make it possible for us to do this. So thank you so much. Um, I also want to tell everybody to follow Amelia Bazell on Instagram at Marlo Jr. Jr. is spelled out. And Marlo is like Marlo Tom. Thomas, not like Christopher Marlowe. Yes, it's a, it's that other Marlowe. <laughs> it's the other one. Uh, it is worth it alone for pictures of her dogs, and I know we did this last week, but once again, tell us your dogs' names because they're so good. Albright and her little sister Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're great. <laughs> Thank you. They're great. They're very cute dogs, uh, as are most of the pictures that Amelia posts because she's got mwah, bueno taste. Um, and I think that's it. We're going to do a little spoiler section. Uh, before that, I'm going to pee. Um, but, Julie, am I forgetting anything? Nah. Janine, am I forgetting anything? We're very excited because next week, for you, we're watching and then immediately talking about the wedding. As you voted on Twitter, this is the only episode of the season that Janine is going to watch. So we have no guests. It's just us and Janine. We will be watching immediately before we film. We'll maybe all need to take a shower after that. But then <laughs> we'll talk about the show. If you have questions you want to ask Janine... Tell us on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, 
I will also probably be live tweeting his reactions as we're watching it if you want to follow along. Uh, so I hope you join us. Stay tuned for spoilers, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. Sing us a song. The piano. <laughs> it's Saturday, and the regular crowd starts to shuffle. <laughs> Welcome to the spoiler section. No one has suggested a name on the internet yet. No. Come on, you guys are hilarious. You say funny shit on Twitter all the time. Surely one of you must think of... Surely? Come on! There's got to be something better than Spoiler Lander, you guys. We had had a Je suis spoil. Je suis spoil. We trust our audience. You guys can give us something. Also, we have to note that we were just played in by Amelia Bazell singing the Outlander theme song as Piano Man. Which is really, it's, um, it's great. It's a, yeah, je suis great. (laughs) No, that's I am great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is great. It Mm -hmm. is great. Très bien. Um, so this is the part of the show where we talk about shit that you shouldn't be listening to if you haven't watched seasons one and two. It won't always involve things in season two, but, um, but yeah, if you want to remain unspoiled about things that happen in the future, don't listen. It's always like one topic. And in this case, we're going to talk about the beach. Yeah, the beach. Uh, so this is really like, obviously we see him be, um, violent and seem to enjoy it in the first episode. Then we get hints. Mm-hmm. Like very mild hints throughout, but, but this is really where we see him as this sort of monstrous, but really complicated character. Mm-hmm. So, Julie, in rewatching this, did you see anything new that reflected on what we see of him in the future, either in the Wentworth episode or um, in "I'll thank you to be taking your hands off my wife" <laughs> or in any of his shit in season two? Well, I. I didn't think about it this way until this time that I saw it. But when he draws her, when he sketches her face and it does kind of look like him. And then the hair that made me think of Wentworth and like. And the lavender oil. Yeah, he's obviously obsessed with Jamie in an unhealthy and destructive sexual way about uh, mastery or. breaking something that's pure or I, I, I can't explain his pathology, but I definitely did see a little bit more insight into what goes into Wentworth prison ahead of Wentworth prison, which I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. since I, since this is the second version, second viewing of it, I saw more than I did the first time. I felt the same way. And the thing that resonated with me and this, and it hit me the first time too, but revisiting it hit me more. Um, is the line he has about how they were creating something beautiful together, which seems mm-hmm. to me like sort of a classic abuser mm-hmm. idea that somehow they're both involved. Right. Or they both have the choice to do this. That or- it's, uh, that it's a, a thing that they're somehow both participating in in an active way mm-hmm. as opposed to a perpetrator and a victim, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously what it is. You know, mm-hmm. and whether... When he decides to abuse Jamie this time in this flashback, it's specifically about him or more about um, the fact that he didn't cry out the first time. So now he has to make him cry and then he still doesn't cry. And he doesn't cry, man. Um, I don't know if 
if it's always a fixation on Jamie or if this is just that it's someone who wasn't broken and the fact that he continues to refuse to be broken is what sort of creates the fixation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, I it's know. probably a mix of both. I think it's the first time he ever uh, encountered him at Lally Brock. And like seeing that, you know, whipping him there and him not crying out. I think that he becomes an unhealthy obsession. I think it's that Jack, that B just so broken that to see something so unbroken is uh, an offense or uh, a, a mountain to be climbed or, or something. Mm. And he gets there. Does it, <laughs> um, when, when we see him again in season two, do you think that it's the same kind of fixation or does it change to something else? When Beach comes to France, you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, we get that delicious moment where he is uh, made small by the king, and Jamie's there to watch that. Uh, I think that Blackjack probably still has, he still has feelings. I, th- I think he definitely has feelings for Jamie, as warped and twisted as they are. I think that they still exist. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Jamie is ready for revenge. Um, I don't think it's exactly the same because you, he's already achieved his major goal. I can't remember in, cause I also think it's different and I mm-hmm. think that it's more what he would consider romantic and mm-hmm. obviously it's not. No. Um, I don't remember in season two, it's sometimes hard for me to figure out what's books and what isn't mm-hmm. in season two. Does does the beach have? I'm so glad that this name is a really I'm good really nickname. I'm really proud of Amelia. <laughs> um, does does he does he have a conversation with Claire about how they both know what he tastes like? Yes, and the sound mm-hmm. of his pleasure and yeah, all of that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's in the bar while his brother is dying. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he considers them linked mm-hmm. because they've both been lovers of this man, right? Um, which is so fucked up. It's disgusting. But it really, like, when you draw that line to this episode, especially with that portrait mm-hmm. and with the way he's talking about how they were creating something together, I think it's just like a fascinating, incredibly upsetting, but fascinating character study. Mm-hmm. And God, Tobias. Said Tobias Menzies. Menzies. It's just great. You're the best. You can come to my house once a month anytime. What? Oh, Menses. I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, uh, that's the spoiler section. Normally, uh, we would be now recording bonus stuff for you, for our Patreon subscribers, but honestly, we're both just tuckered out, and there isn't much more to say about these. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Right. Um, so we'll be skipping those this time, but if you subscribe on Patreon, you'll hear more conversations like this. Um, yeah. Cause what, I mean, what would your favorite scene be from this? Nothing. There isn't. Uh, no, no. I mean, cause it's already that line. Well, and we already it, it would about be, it. it would definitely be the scene where he reveals that he's a virgin. I know, but we've already talked about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if again, if you have a name for the spoiler section, please tell us so we can come up with something. something spoiler section. Something better than da, da, spoiler da, da, lander, da, da, da. you guys. God, it's only been a season and a half, and I just now found out how to work a Hamilton joke into one of our. <laughs>
I'm very proud of myself. Ah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.